and I want us to read and after that Minister Joel will play me a song that I love one of my favorite songs. You know one of my favorite months of this year was the month of what? Who can tell me the, my favorite month? I say, I'm talking about name of month. Goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe that God did some things in this church in that month that was that we would not describe. Amen. Amen. It's still in my spirit. And so you will play a music that we can worship the Lord. But let us stand and read the scripture first. It says, When he has called the people to himself with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever desire to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever desire to save his life will lose it, but whosoever loses his life for my sake, and the gospel will save it. Let us continue. For what will it profit a man if he gains a whole world, loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? For whosoever is ashamed of me and my word in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed when he come in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. This Sunday I'll be ministering, today I'll be ministering, I am not ashamed of Jesus. I am not ashamed of who? Jesus. Of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. Brother Joel, please play that song. I am not ashamed of who? Jesus. Jesus.
have been faithful to us. You have kept us. You have watched over us. Lord, you have shown your favor to us. We as your children, we come giving you praises and adoration this morning. Glorifying your name for your goodness to us. Lord, we thank you for your word to us today. Holy Spirit, we depend upon you. Minister, speak to our hearts. Cause us, O oh God, to become what you have desired for our life. Lord, we thank you. God, I will not remain the same. Your word will be doers of your word. In the name of Jesus. Make us, O oh God. We pray you, the Lord of the harvest, that you send laborers in your harvest field. Lord, that we will reap the harvest in the name of Jesus. Let your anointing rest upon your word today. And our lives never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I am not ashamed of Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you ashamed of Jesus? Well, some people are saying, no, they're not ashamed of Jesus from. But the word that the Lord gave me tells me that a lot, many of us are ashamed of Jesus. And today, if after we have shared the word, and if you remain the same, then something must be wrong. That means, and Jesus made a strong statement at the end of this verse, verse of this chapter. Mark chapter 8, verse 38, he says that, For whosoever is ashamed of me and my word, in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him the Son of Man also will be ashamed of. Ashamed when he come in the glory of his father with his holy angel. These were Jesus' words. Hallelujah. Jesus said, in this sinful and adulterous generation, people who should be shouldn't be ashamed of him and his word are ashamed of him and his word. Praise the Lord. And I come to say to this church, one of the greatest hindrance of being, one of the greatest hindrance of being ashamed of Jesus and his world, one of the greatest hindrance for bringing in the harvest one of the greatest hindrance of the harvest is being ashamed of Jesus and his word, or quote-unquote the gospel. One of the greatest hindrance, we're looking at the hindrance, what is hindering us from not bringing in the harvest? What is the hindrance? And today I just want to deal with one of it. And one of the greatest hindrance, why the church of Jesus Christ is not bringing in the harvest is because they are ashamed of Jesus. 
they are ashamed, we are ashamed of who we are. Hmm? Yeah? We are what? We are ashamed of who we are. As Christians, we are ashamed of being called a Christian. We are ashamed of Jesus. Because if you are not ashamed of Jesus, you will bring in. I just want to I'll give you some gradual uh, Hebrews chapter. I'll give you these scriptures that you find it. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. Matthew chapter 2, 10, verse 32 to 33. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 16. 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12, Matthew chapter 10 verse 32 to 33. As he about to place them, as we'll be reading them, I want us to read because it's just one or two verses. The word ashamed, when you, when you, when the word ashamed is spoken of, it means that you are embarrassed, you are embarrassed. Eh? When you are ashamed of someone, you are embarrassed of them. They are an embarrassment to you. Many people, many of us, and I can say, I know that many of you, even at your working, your places of work, when it's about lunchtime, you with your friends there, who is unbelievable, you will not even bow your head and pray to eat because you don't want them to know that you are Christian. Many people that sit right in this audience. Many of you with your friends, you don't even people don't even know that you are you you can call the name Jesus because you are ashamed of him. You are embarrassed to call his name. You are embarrassed to be identified with him. How can we bring the harvest? How can we reap the harvest when we are embarrassed of Jesus? Hallelujah. Okay. Has Jesus become an embarrassment to you? Mm. But when you're in trouble and in secret, you yell, it's me, Jesus, help me. Jesus, save me. Mm. But when you are with people, blood, flesh, and blood, that can do nothing for you, that can save you, that can deliver you, that can do nothing for you. When you make men, you, you are ashamed to even call his name, to even be identified with him. And so the question that Jesus is asking this church this Sunday, are you ashamed of him? Why are you ashamed of him? Why? And he said, if you are ashamed of me before men, just as you are ashamed of me before men, the day is coming. The day is coming when I will be ashamed of you before my father and his angels. When I come in my, the glory of my father, I'll be ashamed. You will, you will be calling my name and say, I'm embarrassed to be associated with you too. That is, these are Jesus's Exact word. It's, I'm not trying to make up words. 
these are Jesus' exact word. If you are ashamed of him before men, when he comes, he also will be ashamed of you. Praise the Lord. Let us read this scripture quickly. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 11. For both we who sacrifice and those who are being sacrificed are all one. For which reason he is not ashamed to be called he is not ashamed to call them brethren. This was it was referring to Jesus. Jesus is not ashamed to call us his brethren. You understand? If Jesus is not ashamed to be identified with us, but many of us are ashamed to be identified with him, we see it as an embarrassment. We call ourselves Christians on Sunday when we allow other people who say they are Christian, but when we get out there, we are embarrassed to call his name. We are embarrassed to be associated with Jesus. What kind of Christianity is that? This is why the harvest, the church of Jesus Christ is not having the kind of impact that it should have because the church is embarrassed. Jesus is an embarrassment to the very people who call themselves Christians. Hallelujah. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 16. But, unto, but now we desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called the God, for he has prepared a city for them. You see that this was speaking about the heavenly city that we desire, desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called the God. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you ashamed of God down here, you ashamed of Jesus down here. What made you think that you will go to his his city? What made you think you will go to his city? When he has given you a responsibility, you have I a responsibility that we must not be ashamed of him. We must proclaim him so that others will come to know him and we are embarrassed of him. By you calling Jesus, is it a disgrace because to be ashamed of someone, it means that this person is a disgrace. Is Jesus a disgrace? Is he a disgrace that you are ashamed of him? That's what the word ashamed means. It means why we do, why we are not having calling his name out there, preaching this, proclaiming this gospel of Jesus, because we are ashamed, we, we associate him with this grace, that, oh, if I say, call the name Jesus among my friends, then who are not born again, it's a disgrace for me to call his name. That's what, in essence, we are saying as Christians. Amen. 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 And many of us need to repent. The church, not only better, but the church as a whole needs to repent because the church has placed itself in such. We're not ashamed. We are not embarrassed to talk about other evil deeds. 
We are not invited to talk about how you would be when you go to a party, the way you are dancing, the way you are dressed. You're not ashamed to talk that. You're not ashamed to say, well, you see, all my heart going something. Let me leave that one there because I won't be laughing. You go to party, you're not ashamed of talking about party activity. You're not ashamed to talk about how you are drunk. You're not ashamed to talk about sexual immorality or a slap with this person. You're not ashamed of those things. You're not ashamed to lie. You're not ashamed to be deceptive. You're not ashamed of those things. But when it comes to Jesus, you are ashamed of him. The thing that is going to be ashamed of, the very works of darkness that is going to be ashamed of to talk about, that's what we talk about. And when it comes to Jesus, we are ashamed of him. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. No. We need to look at our lives. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 12, it tells us. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 12, it tells us, Virgil, please put it there. Put it on the board. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 12, it says that, For it is a shameful thing. It is what? A shameful thing to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. It's a shameful thing. And the shameful thing I was speaking about, drunken, I mean, we get drunk, we come, we all on the phone talking about how we got drunk. Oh, my man, how I was chasing that girl last night. You're not ashamed to talk no nasty and filthy thing. But you call yourself a Christian to talk about Jesus. You are ashamed to talk about him. And Jesus is serious when it comes to people who are ashamed of him. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In secret or when you are in distress, you are not ashamed of him. When you're in distress, when things is going on, I mean, things not working, you're not ashamed. Oh, God, help me. Oh, Jesus, come to my rescue. Come to my rescue. Come and save me. Jesus, Jesus, then you know this name. But when you are among your friends, where he wants you to declare this name. When you where he wants you to declare his goodness. It's faithfulness to you. You refuse. You don't know who may be ready. Who may be ready by you thanking God. Even though they say this day is not a good day, everything may not be going right, but I thank God that for me as a child of God is a good day. Every day is a good day. Every day that the Lord gave to me, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and will be glad in it. Hallelujah. Regardless of what people are saying, regardless of what people are saying on my job, that things are not working well, but I, as a child of God, I will see uh, and proclaim and declare that it is a good day. Praise the Lord. So, 
Paul tells us that the things that we should be ashamed of, we are not ashamed to talk about it. But what we what we're not supposed to be ashamed of are the things that we don't speak about. Many Christians talk about Jesus. About Jesus. Jesus is in as to talk about Jesus. Jesus is an embarrassment to them. Many of us, Jesus is an embarrassment to us. Peter almost lost in Matthew chapter 26, verse 69 to 74. Peter almost lost his place in the kingdom. Peter almost lost his place in the what? In the kingdom. He almost lost his place in the kingdom because he was ashamed of Jesus. You know this account, Matthew chapter 26. Verse 69 to 74. Now Peter sat outside in the country yard. And a servant girl came to him and said, You are with Jesus of Galilee. This was when Jesus was in. You are with Jesus. What did he say? And we denied it before them, saying, I do not know what you are saying. Began to Let's continue. And when he had gone out of the gateway, Another girl saw him. No girls there. You know the girls that used to be around. Another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. Listen to what Peter said again. But again, he denied with an oath. I do not know the man. No man, that man, I don't know him. But again, and a little late. Later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, Surely, you also are one of them, for the fish betray you. Said the fool. Then we begin to Christ and swear, saying, I did not know the man. Immediately the rooster crowed. I did not know the man. That Jesus you're talking about, I don't know him. Both is like denial. I don't know him. And many of us, that's how we treat Jesus, just like the way Peter did. Many of us treat Jesus the same way. I don't know that man. People are going through trouble, I don't know that man. Well, go take tablets. They go take, go take some pills. Where we should be, Lord, sister, let me pray for you. Yes. Jesus is in my life and Jesus is the healer. He has healed me before and he can heal you. Yeah. Before you go to the doctor, I want to before I mean I know you want to go to the doctor, but let me pray with you that God will heal you. Yes. My God that I serve, he can heal. Yes. But how many of us do that? Many of us will keep our mouth quiet and let that person agonize through that pain or that suffering that you're going through because we don't want to expose who we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Peter almost lost his But blessed name of Peter, Jesus had already prayed for him. Jesus had told Peter, he said, before this night come to an end, you deny me three times. Peter said, love him. 
Father, it is not me. I will not be that person. I can never be ashamed of you. You have been so good to me. How will I deny you? But when you are faced, when you are faced with the challenge, when the challenge came to him, and Jesus' word has come to pass, he said you will deny. Before the night end, you will deny me three times. But Peter, I pray for you. He told Peter, he said, Satan has desired to sift you as sweet. But I pray for you that when you are strengthened, that you will be able to strengthen your brethren. If Jesus had not prayed for Peter, Peter would may have committed suicide like Judah. Peter may have not been able to what? To repent. He may have gone because the denial of Jesus, being ashamed of Jesus, it means that Jesus himself is going to be ashamed of you. So, Jesus prayed for Peter and Peter went and he began to cry. And repented. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Are you? I am not ashamed of Jesus. It's time for us as children of God in this last days that we live in we need to stop being ashamed of Jesus. Do you know Jesus before your friends and strangers? Do you confess him? Do you declare him before friends and strangers? Praise the Lord. What does it mean? What does it mean not to be ashamed of the gospel or of Jesus? In Romans chapter 1 verse 16, Paul made a bold declaration. Romans 1 16. Paul made a bold declaration. He said, For I, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of, of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. What he was saying is that I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I want to tell the world that I'm not ashamed of many of us quote this scripture. I am not embarrassed of Jesus. I'm not embarrassed to declare Jesus. I'm not embarrassed to talk about Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And so many of us who have been involved in talking about other filthy things and will not declare Jesus, we need to repent. We need to repent. This is a serious matter that we need to repent. Ask God to forgive us. Jesus, I have been ashamed of you. I have been embarrassed of you. I have already been embarrassed of you. That's why when I with my friends then who don't know you, even those my friends then that 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 knows you, when I need to eat, <laughs> some of you will just sound across quickly that you that you praying. Then you do that, then you pray. You want to open your mouth and say, Lord, thank you for this food. Because you don't want that person that is sitting near you or looking at you to know that you can pray to eat. <laughs> because what is it? A lot of people think that it's old-fashioned. This generation think that it's old-fashioned 
to pray to bless your food before you eat is old fashioned. That is done away with. We don't even teach our children then to pray to eat the food. Because we think it's old fashioned. It's not old fashioned. The Bible says everything that we see, but we see all Thanksgiving. We need to bless that food before we eat. Many of our children in the country don't know how to even pray over the meals. They go join the ex, I mean, refrigerator and take the cereal, and you have never told them, no child, before you eat anything, you need to pray over it. No matter how pure you may think, because you think that only witchcraft in Africa. Witchcraft in America, too. The plenty in America. You think that only harm can take place in Africa. So I pray all my food in Africa, but in America, I not pray all my food. Because America is pure. You, you are a liar. This, is, this country is not pure. There are lots of harmful things that are even in those food. That as you pray all it, that God can, will, will not allow it to affect your child or affect yourself. Amen. You know what kind of food you eat around here? Do you know the kind of food, these kinds of mass production food that is made for this kinds of population that you eat around here? The fish that you eat around here, you know what, how do they make them to grow and so fast? Do you know what they, you, you don't know. The beef that you're eating, all these things that you're eating, you don't think that where it is safe. Amen. So continue to be ashamed of Jesus. No, sir. That's why many people get, get sicknesses and diseases in this place. Because they do not what? They do not invoke the presence of God, the, 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 the preservative power of God over what they are putting in the body. God, let this food be a nourishment. So, no matter what it is made from, no matter what it is made of, when you get in the body, it will become nourishment. It will become what? Nourishment instead of harmful. Instead of the personal, it will be nourishment. Amen. And once you say God must make it a nourishment, God will make it a nourishment yes, for your body. Amen. So what hurt other will not hurt you. Amen. What destroy other will not destroy you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you following me, church? Yes. I am Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto to, to the salvation to everyone who believe to everyone who believe I am not ashamed of this gospel one confidence in the gospel is not misplaced Paul was saying my confidence in the gospel is not one my confidence is not misplaced there is no disgrace in declaring it praise the Lord there is no disgrace in declaring the gospel of the kingdom. Yes. Telling someone that Jesus is alive and well. Yes. Telling someone that Jesus saved. Mm -hmm. The problem that you're going through is only Jesus. Yes. You need Jesus. Yes. 
The solution is Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. A lot of people, a lot of people problem in this country is Jesus. Their solution is Jesus. I can tell you. Some people when you consider to be mentally disabled people, their problem is Jesus. And let's tell you, when they get there, when they, when they accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, yes. that problem will go away. Yes, Jesus can heal the brokenhearted. Yes. He can heal the mentally disabled. Mm -hmm. You know the reason why people don't... <laughs> I'm not exposing them. You're in the medical field. I'm putting your other business. But many people <laughs> in this country... In this country, the reason why they want people them to be mentally disabled is because a lot of people are profiting out of them. Yes. They don't want them to get well. They don't want them to get healed. Yes. Yes. Because they make plenty of money from them. Yes. They put them in a what? They put them in a group. In a, in, in a class, what you call a group system. Yes. And they pump them with medicine to make them worse. So they can remain in that state so they can make money. Corporate. Praise the Lord. Amen. And it takes the church. It takes the church to break that cycle. It takes the church to be bold enough to say enough is enough. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because the power has been given to the church. Jesus said, Behold, look, I have given you power yes. to tread upon serpents and upon scorpions and all, all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Yeah. I have given you the power. Yep. The power is available yes, to change situations, to heal the faith, to raise the dead in my name. You got the power. You got my name. But you're ashamed of my name. You're embarrassed to use my name to get results. Amen. Amen. Many of you will be getting results. Many of us will be getting results. But we are ashamed. We are embarrassed to use the name, the solution. Jesus is the solution. His name is the one. And the good part about it, the Holy Spirit is given to us to be for promise to declare the gospel, not to be ashamed of it. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus said to his disciples, In Acts chapter 1, Jesus was about to go to heaven. And so the disciples they started the first thing they asked him, Lord, is about to, I mean, you're about to go back. You are you ready to restore back the kingdom? To us now. Instead of Jesus answering that yes or no, he said, But you shall receive power. <laughs> but you shall receive what? Power. power. When the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and you shall be witnesses. The power is for boldness. The Holy Spirit is for boldness. God gave us the Holy Spirit so that we can be bold, not to be ashamed, but be bold. When you are, if you are ashamed, you came to Christ, you 
your shameful person, your person who's going to be ashamed. When you get baptized or filled with the Holy Spirit, that boldness to be upon you. Because that's why he, the Holy Spirit, here was Peter who denied Jesus three times. But now on the day of Pentecost, when Peter got baptized with the Holy Ghost and with fire, the Word of God tells us that he stood up boldly. He stood up boldly. The man that he said, I don't know this man, now he said, was saying, that's him, Jesus, who you crucified. And you tell all the Lord, he is both Lord and King. And he declared Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Ghost and 2,000 people are saved. The same man that was not bold, that was ashamed, embarrassed of Jesus, when he got baptized with the Holy Spirit, came the rose of him. Amen. Which Holy Spirit do you have? You who are baptized in the Holy Spirit, which one the Holy Spirit got? Which one the Holy Spirit you got? Is that the Spirit? If you got that Spirit, if you not pull, it means because the Bible says God not giving us Spirit of fear, but boldness, power, and all the on. So if you you say you stay shame to declare Jesus, then I want to know which one the Holy Spirit you got. Tell me the Holy Spirit that you got. Because it is not the Holy Holy Spirit that Peter received on the day of Pentecost. Because the Holy Spirit that he received on the day of Pentecost gave him the boldness. And that same Holy Spirit gave you boldness that you receive that same Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you need somebody who say, I stay shame here. You say, Battle of the Holy Spirit. Instead, I stay shame here. We need to bring you back to the altar. <laughs> Deliver you. And we get, you can get baptized again. Get baptized with the real Holy Spirit that will bring boldness in your life. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Because it's a serious matter. It's a serious matter. The church. The church is losing its ground. The Bible says the case of hell should not prevail against the church. But the church is not advancing. Look at our church. Look at this church. We are the same people year after year. And we say we got the Holy Spirit. What kind of Holy Spirit we got that we get we're not affecting you people? Oh, don't don't make me start. Don't make me start today. Huh? Don't make pastors start. I'm talking to you, my own, you, my own people. Yeah, what kind of Holy Spirit we got? Yes. We say, oh, we believe in the Holy Spirit, but I got shoot to a purple Just to be yelling and causing noise. Yeah. It's just be yelling and causing noise that that's what the Holy Spirit is giving for. Oh, no. He gave him for boldness. Oh, he shall receive power Amen. to be witnesses. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Because when you get in the grocery store, the Holy Spirit comes you. Say to that person standing in front of you, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, my sister. Jesus loves you, my brother. Sometimes just a Jesus loves you will spark a conversation. Amen.
from a pure IC, you Christian, I don't even know that I've been involved. I don't even know you Christian being I'm a Christian. Some of you can deny that you're a Christian. What happened when the persecution comes? What will happen to the church? <laughs> the tribulation that we're talking about. What will happen to a lot of people who call themselves Christians? You see how many people now begin to hear one? People who have been going to church all the days of their life. Because when persecution comes, and they say, You know that name, you know that name, Jesus. No one knows that name, Jesus. I never heard it before. Because you tell me, say, You know that name, number one, you will not get a job here. Number two, you can't come to, to our stove if you know that name, they call Jesus. And you say, Well, I got to make uh, well, I got to live. No. And you know I got to live. Go, you got to you know I got to live. Go, you know I got to live. So I got to deny that name. Yeah, these guys in um uh, there's a country uh I finished forgetting. But second part of Syria, these Christians that were being put online to deny Jesus, not. Just a few, a few years ago, I think about a year or two ago, they surrounded them, they were in this mountainous area, and every one of them, they told them, if you don't deny Jesus, we'll kill you. The, the Muslim fundamentalists did. And many, of, some of them were willing, many of them were willing to walk to the death. They said, we'd rather be killed than to deny the name, the man, Jesus who is my Lord and Savior? Amen. But in this country where we, we, we take convenience, yes. some of us will deny Jesus just to be convenient. Soon they say, Well, you will not eat for one day, you get you don't go to this school, you get to them, oh I, I know that many about Jesus and I don't even know him. So I want to encourage you. I want to say to you and myself, Jesus said, if you are, if you deny me before men, I will also deny you before my Father. To live on shame of the gospel means to proclaim it, but it also means to apply it, or apply it, or to live and show, and show you believe it. Praise the Lord. Amen. To, to live on the shame of the gospel means to that you are, you proclaim it. Yes. If you say you're not ashamed of Jesus, you must proclaim him. You must not only proclaim him, but you must apply his word in your life. Yep. And not only apply his word, but you must do it by believing it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We are ashamed of Jesus. When we allow sin in our lives to go unchecked, when we allow sin in our lives to go unchecked, we are ashamed of Jesus. When we indulge in wickedness and kind of desire, we are, we are ashamed of Jesus. First Corinthians chapter three verse three, First Peter chapter two verse eleven tells us when we deny, when we what, when we 
We are ashamed of Jesus when we allow sin in our lives to go unchecked. You don't want to check that sin in your life. You indulge in kind of in wellness and kind of desire. Praise the Lord. Wellness is taking over the church. People prefer going to wedding activity more than what? In the things of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Some people that will not walk out of church because they say coronavirus, okay. you see them go all the activity places. But they can't come to church. Okay. <laughs> wilderness. Yes, Indulgement in wilderness. Yep. And then we say we're not ashamed of him. Mm-hmm. We need to check ourselves. Oh, yeah. We need to check our attitude. When we walk in the counsel of ungodly, stay in the path, you know, Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. When we walk in the counsel of the ungodly, stay in the way of sinner, or sit in the seat of the scoffers, scoff. And you, you, you sit in that seat of the scoffers and you say mean things about who you are. You call yourself a Christian, but you call Christians the hypocrite. How can you be calling yourself a Christian and you call it other people hypocrite? You say you're part of the group, a part of the people, and you, you are calling, you sit down and talk evil about them. Amen. If you're in this church and you got a problem, if you see a problem, be the one, say you see the problem, solve it. Be the problem solver. Be the solution. Amen. Amen. For you to go with the unbeliever and sit down and discuss. The Bible says. And many of us, we we just laugh when people, when we are the people, we do those things, we laugh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But then we say we're not ashamed of him. When we walk in account these things, then it means that we are ashamed of Jesus. To live on a shame of Jesus means that we want. Like what Paul said, we allow it to dominate our lives to extend to the extent that everyone within our area of or influence can see that we have been with Jesus. Amen. Amen. To live on a shame of the gospel of Jesus means that we let Paul allow it to dominate our lives to the extent that everyone within our area and influence influence can see that we have been with Jesus. In Acts chapter 4 verse 13 that's where I'm closing. Paul the word of God tells in Acts chapter 4, verse 13. Did I say Acts chapter 4, verse 13? Yes, Acts chapter 4, verse 13. The disciples, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated. That's why in the King James it says that they were what? Online and ignorant. 
they were online and ignorant men tomorrow and realize that they have been with Jesus. Hallelujah. These men were fisher of men, but they were able to confront doctors and lawyers, entrepreneurs with the gospel. Amen. By being with Jesus, all that matter is being with Jesus. Because they were with Jesus, their lives made a difference. Amen. Amen. It's time that we be with Jesus and not be ashamed of him. Amen. 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 That we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. I will declare him everywhere I go. In school. Hallelujah. At school, at work. Once I found myself and I'm prompted, there are times you'll be prompted by the Holy Spirit to say something about Jesus, go ahead and say it. Amen. Don't let no one embarrass you. Don't be embarrassed to call the name Jesus. Anyway, where you are. Amen. Amen. More of Jesus. That's what we need. The church needs more of Jesus. We need more of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet this afternoon. I'm not ashamed. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me, before men, before men, before the arms of flesh, that can do nothing for you. They can't help you. If you are ashamed of me before men, I will also be ashamed of you on that day. Better dear, better DFW now Harvest Intercontinental Church DFW we need to become radical for Jesus. Yeah? Because the more we become radical for Jesus, people will get to know. And people that need help will come to seek us. They will come to what? To seek us. Because we have become a fanatic for Jesus. Amen. We know more hiding Jesus under the one. In our, in our houses, we're not hiding him under the table, we're not hiding him, because when some of you, because you got liquor, you, you got liquor, you say, well, the pastor will not go there because I'll do seven liquor at my place, so you want Jesus to be there. People running better can do it too, so I'm talking about people outside there, I'm talking about people running better, I'm talking about people outside there, I'm talking about people in other places, I'm talking about better, I'm talking about the church that I pastor. You can drink the fish. I know. Okay. You can party hard and they're worse than the unbeliever when you see you going down. You see you going down, you come to church, then you can't even, they say, clap for Jesus, me, me, 
But when you're in uh, the party field and you see you going all that, you see somebody, <laughs> the sisters then in this time when they're going down, rocking, rocking the world, the world, and all those men then looking at them. Then when they come to church, they say clap for Jesus. You can't even move your toes for Jesus. I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I'm not here for joke today. You need to get your act together. We need to get our act together as a people, as Jesus says people. Let's start playing church. And let us do church, church. And then God wants us to do church, church. I'm not talking to nobody, I'm talking to all of us. We need to stop it. Our life with God is more important. We need to stop praying with sin. Jesus is coming. Everything will happen to the only one of us. So do not pray with Jesus' business. Get serious with Jesus' business. Amen. I'm sure you're wondering whether you say or you're not saved. Because when you're not in church, you're not saved. When you come to church, you're saved. I shouldn't be wondering. They told something happened to you at home, when you preach your funeral, I wonder if the people say that. You show the person who is saying what the good person was saying. You know, when you are home, they ask you, when we used to go to the party, that's the person I used to see there. And then they see the same person there. And you say the person as the same person, people begin to be quiet and then it will be hard for me to preach that kind of funeral. Oh, I'm talking my own right now. You will not say what well, Pastor Ray did you talk to. Yeah. Don't, make my, don't make my job hard to preach this gospel. Amen. To be able to stand and, de- uh, and declare the word. Amen. Let us be what? Children of God inside and outside. When we go out there, let us continuously be representative of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us present Jesus out there. Let us not be ashamed of him. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, some of you get the way when we go to places there, you say, there is Pastor Go. We go with the Pastor Go. When Pastor Ray go there, I will start booking it down. <laughs> I will book it until the morning reach. You want Pastor Ray go away. Be playing, be, do you not, you not, you not be playing the procreator on me. You not be a procreator on me. You be a procreator to yourself. You give to the very God to the Lord, to the not to me. We need to change. If we are bringing the harvest, if we do the kingdom work, we need to change. We need to put our lives in honor and we represent Jesus. Wherever we go. May God help us. So we can be true representative of Jesus. That on that day, Jesus will not say, I never knew you. Depart from him. You walk us of iniquity. You used to be deceiving your pastor. You think you are deceiving me. That your pastor used to be deceiving because your pastor can't see everything. But I see that your pastor used to be deceiving me. Depart from me. Because you can deceive me. Amen. You can act holy when you come around me. Or when I see you in church on Sunday, when I go to your heart, you have everything. You know what I You can be poor, you can be dear. Pastor talking everything today. All you can be dear, you do it. In that time, you can put away, you can be dear. 
Uh, a name for Jesus. Let us bow with him. Talk to Jesus. If you have been that person who has been ashamed of him, ask his forgiveness, ask his mercy. Hallelujah. Yeah. <clears throat> Surrender to Jesus completely today. Let him be completely Lord of your life. Oh, oh to Jesus.